probably never will teach what I want to tonight. I'll probably stay more on the negative than on the positive. But I'd like to jump to the positive tonight. Praise God. But I'm going to start out in John the 15th chapter tonight. The first three verses. John 15 verses 1 through 3 I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth Everybody say that it may bring forth that it shall bring forth how many of you believe God wants more fruit? Hallelujah. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. There's three things here tonight I'd like to work on. Every branch of me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. And you're clean through the word. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you pray that the Lord would minister to us for a while tonight? Praise God. Let us. I would ask the young people to get your Bibles open and follow me. Don't worry about notes. Praise God. You can't change today and tomorrow's not here. So just get your Bible out and follow me tonight. Praise God. I was glad to hear that young people wanted to go on visitation last night. Did they go, Brother Greg? Praise God. That's wonderful. Teenager, you're the next generation around here. Young married, you're the next generation around here. If there's going to be a church here tomorrow for your kids to go to, it'll be because of you. You caused it to happen and caused it to be. Amen. Amen. So I thought the preacher built the church. No, he pastors the church. Amen. The sheep causes the sheep to increase. And the shepherd takes care of the sheep and the lambs. Amen. Praise God. That's right. Amen. Now, we can become denominational like all other people. There is such a thing as Pentecostalism. There's a lot of folks in town tonight who call themselves Pentecost. There's a lot of folks in this town who call themselves Pentecost. 
But I'm glad they're not. So how do you know they're not? Because by their fruit. The Bible said, you shall know them. Sixteen. You almost got it. Matthew seven and sixteen. Jesus said, Ye shall know them by their fruit. They don't look Pentecostal. They don't talk Pentecostal. They don't act Pentecostal. And they're not Pentecostal. They don't even, I, I've even heard one Pentecostal church that the pastor's wife went down and told somebody that was supposed to be receiving the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues in that church to please get up. They don't do that there anymore. And the only thing that we ever called and uh, made us Pentecostals was speaking in tongues. But we're apostolic Pentecostals. And I don't believe that you live Matthew 28, 19 or Acts 2, 38 and forget the rest of the epistles. The epistles were written to the church of the living God to show them how to walk, how to live, how to pray, how to seek God, how to dress. Salvation is all of it, not just two or three verses of it. Hallelujah. In all of this, God is creating him a bride. But I want you to know tonight he's creating him one. And everything that says Lord, Lord is not getting in. I believe the Lord talking to myself and I'm going to tell you something tonight church that I do not cuss like some of you have told me you do I believe to say heck is just as bad as to say hell I believe to say darn is just as bad as to say damn it's just a nicer way of cussing. And I, I'm not picking on you tonight. It's time for you to scoot up and get the victory tonight. Come on. Praise God. I'm not picking on you. I'm not trying to drive you somewhere tonight, but I'm trying to tell you something tonight. You need to pray. You got victory. 
I'm going to tell you, I'm not having trouble with that. I'm not having trouble paying my bills like some of you are. I have compassion and pity on people who are struggling to pay their bills. But I don't have any sympathy for especially some of the women in this church that's just gone out and made big bills their husbands can't even come close to paying. It's a sin as far as I'm concerned. You better believe it. I'm going to get it in a little bit. Amen. I'm not having no trouble with that either. Fact is, many things that I hear about today in the church, I personally am not fighting with, but God has spoken to me recently for me to scoot up in Zion. I'm wondering where that leaves some of you. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming soon and I don't care just cause you can talk in some kind of tongues. They're supposed to make the spirit of truth come into you. And I'm gonna tell you something. If you can live dishonest, the spirit of truth's not in you. You ought not to defraud your husband and you ought not to defraud your wife and you ought not to defraud one another. It's dishonesty amongst you. I'm going to preach. Some of you say, well, I can't shout lately like I ought to. That's why. You got to live truthfully and straight to shout right. Amen. Amen. How? He said, every branch in me that beareth not fruit. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. You're going to bear some kind of fruit. It don't make no difference whether it's in Christ or not. You're going to bear some kind of fruit. Because the Bible said by their fruit, by their fruit, ye shall know them. I don't have any trouble figuring out which one's a pear tree and which one's an apple tree. Sister White's got a pear tree in her yard and she's got an apple tree in her yard and ever since she's lived there I've never got either one of them mixed up. Pears don't look like apples. Apples don't look like pears. Oranges don't look like pears. I'm going to tell you something. 
it is not a sin to have a problem with something. It's a sin to keep it and bear fruit of it. If you think you're a cool liar, you're going to be cool, all right. You can talk in tongues and jig all over the place. But we're going to know you by your fruit. If you think you're skillful at getting money from people and not paying them, you're going to wind up sooner or later in prison. A woman wrote me a $2,800 check and it bounced. She's sitting there grinning at me like a possum. She said, what are you going to do about it? She started that stuff when she was young. She was an old woman, Sister Carriker. She thought she had me in the corner. I said, what am I going to do with it? I said, in about one hour, you're going to explain to the sheriff of this city what I'm going to do with it. I said, you got your choice. You can get your clothes on and go with me to the bank and give me the cash or the sheriff will be out here to get you in about 30 minutes. Them kind of people live that way, robbing, cheating. You know what she was? She was a secretary of the Methodist church. A wonderful, good Christian lady. Remember Brother Mango? Hello? Brother Elder, don't believe you can live like that and be saved. I'm not trying to be saved to impress you, my brother, I'm saved. There is, in a moment, there's going to be a sounding of a trumpet. There's going to be a splitting of the sky. And everything that is in him. Is getting out of here. We get the idea because we one day went to an altar and repented. Because... One time we was baptized in Jesus' name because one day we spoke in tongues, we're saved. But I want to ask you, are you saved now? Are you saved right now if the Lord comes? 
who'd you lie to today? Who'd you steal from today? Why are you preaching this way? I ain't been stealing. Well, then don't try to put the shoe on. But I'll tell you, there's nice thieves and there's plain thieves. Amen. There's some folks that make a five, six hundred dollar telephone bill knowing they couldn't pay it. It don't make no difference how you steal. It's still stealing. Hallelujah. It sure makes it hard to win businessmen in this city to the church. Tell them, folks, you're a Christian. Amen. Amen. What are you saying? I'm saying you're bearing some kind of fruit. You're bearing some kind of fruit. Now, there's a reason for this. The reason for this is people get baptized they get the experience of speaking in tongues and then they slack off and they say I'm saved and the next thing you know instead of living in the spirit they're living in their flesh And they're justifying their sins. Well, I did that because, and you sit and listen to them, it's because of this and because of that, because the old grandpa dropped dead. And you sit there, I sit there the other night in my bed thinking about some of these things. I said, they don't even go together. They're just sorry excuses. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. Some folks better quit excusing their sins and excusing their evil, and they better start repenting and trying to get their life put together right. The trumpet of God's going to sound, and you're going to be left behind. If I'm striving to get in and I'm not even fighting with those things, where's that leaving you at? Hallelujah. All I'm wrestling with is a stronger prayer life. Brother Brother T.W. Barnes nailed my hide again last night. Amen. He said, Jesus went back to pray more earnestly. He prayed about some things, but evidently he thought he might ought to get immoralist about it. 
That's why I'm praying tomorrow night. I figured I might ought to get a little more earnest about some things. He prayed a little more earnestly. Some folks asked me this week, how do you stop yourself from sinning? How do you stop yourself from doing this? Hey, you're fighting with a demon spirit and you're not going to get the victory over that demon spirit until you get into intercessory prayer, until you pray that thing off of you. You know what you're expecting? You're expecting Brother Elder to come along with this magic wand and bing, and now you're delivered and you go out and just live happily ever after I'm going to tell you you're going to get it like I get it you're going to get it like every saint that ever prayed through got it There's no magic wand around here just to make you live happy ever after. I'm going to tell you, if this is worth having, it's worth going after. I'm sorry you came for something else tonight, but this is what God said to do. Hallelujah. You are bearing some kind of fruit. And the Lord wants you to shake it off of you. He don't want you to run out of the church and throw up your hands like a little sister and say, I just can't do this. Yeah, you can because he gave you the power to overcome it. When he gave you the Holy Ghost, he gave you power over sin. You don't have to go and sin. Hallelujah. When you look in Galatians, the fifth chapter, somebody said, well, what are we doing that's wrong? Why don't you look in the mirror? Last time I went to the barber shop, he got to talking about something. I can't even remember what he was talking about, but the next time I go, I'm going to ask him what it was. So before I sit down in the chair, he can get the conversation over. Because while he was talking, he cut all my hair off. I thought I'd come out of there with a crew cut the last time. And I can't get four or five of these cow licks to lay down back here since he's got my hair so short. And I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror. But whether I like it or not, it's in there. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you ever seen something in the mirror you didn't like? Praise God. The only thing, you can't change the mirror. You can't be like that old Dutch woman. 
Never did have a mirror in the house. Didn't know what a mirror looked like. So, her husband went to town one day, stopped and looked in a little mirror in the store and said, well, that looks just like my pappy. I believe I'll buy that picture. So he stopped and bought that mirror, took it home. He thought he'd hide it from her so she couldn't see it, and he put it way down in the bottom of a chest. He'd go in there, and he'd look in there, staying there for the longest time, looking in that mirror, just admiring his father. She wondering what on earth he's in there for so long for. One day she got to looking around in there and she found that mirror and she's looking in and she said, huh, so that's the old hag he's interested in. can't make the mirror lie. The Word of God's the mirror. That's why I love it. It shows me what I am. Not what I think I am. Hallelujah. You know, people come up. I found out in the last 10 years, this is real dangerous, Brother Brian. Come here. I found out this is real dangerous. Oh, Brother Elder, you're so wonderful. Oh, man. You just do such a fine job, Brother Elder. You got such a nice church, Brother Elder. You just sing so good, Brother Elder. I wish I could sing like you do. Well, people keep that stuff up and you get to swallowing that hook, line, and sinker. And one day you're going to wake up more sorry than you ever dreamed of. They can get you so satisfied you can't even get out of bed. You think you got steak coming to you. You don't have to pray no more. David got in such good shape he didn't have to go to battle no more. To sit around in the palace and wine and dine and eat and then go out and fall into adultery. Boy, Greg Charles blowed my mind. When he read that chapter the other day, I think I'm going to preach that chapter at camp meeting this year. They want me to preach one day at camp meeting this year. I think I'll preach at camp meeting this year. The little college in the vineyard. I'm going to tell you something. 
you get to thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to, you're headed for a terrible fall. When he preached the other night, those men that went away from God committing adultery in the house of God. Priestesses. I want you to know we got that trash going on in Pentecost right now. Amen. It is no wonder laity can get itself in Laodicea situation because ministers are allowing themselves to get so far from God. How in the world can they touch the laity? And I'm going to tell you when a minister gets way far from God, he can't preach on sin because it condemns him. And so the people get more sinful. Amen. I'm going to tell you what tonight. We are getting ready for a rapture of the church tonight. And God is coming for a people that have made, made, made themselves, made themselves, made themselves quit lying, made themselves quit stealing, made themselves quit cheating, made themselves be faithful. Made themselves. Come on, brother elder, lay hands on me and pray and change me. I want to, but I can't. It takes the power of God to change you. It all starts out by repentance and a godly sorrow. You know why some folks can't get the victory today? They're not sorry for what they're doing. They're sorry because they're getting caught. You got to be sorrowful for what you're doing, not sorry you're getting caught. The thief's always sorry he gets caught because he has to spend 10 more years. Amen. Praise God. Well, let's look at the Word of God in uh, Galatians, the fifth chapter. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Verse 19, the works of the flesh. You know, the devil gets a lot of, a lot of blame for a lot of things. But you look at your flesh. You know why some of you commit adultery and fornication and thank God I don't know of any of that going on in here. If I did, I'd go cleaning house good. But you know what make them do it? Because they're so good looking and they're so pretty. He's so good looking and she's so pretty. Yeah, 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 Well, what's wrong with being pretty? Nothing. Can't help it if you're pretty. What's wrong with being good looking? Nothing. Can't help it if you are, Brother Grubbs. Well, isn't he good looking? All that jet black hair, and he's only 29. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Nice and slim and trim. Praise God. Sister Grubbs better go with him everywhere. We're living in the day when the Bible said that seven women would get a hold of one man. Not because they want a husband. Oh no, they don't want a husband. They don't even want him for a living anymore. Did you ever read it? We'll we'll take care. We'll provide our own bread. Where's it at? Somebody know where it's at? Read it. We we we'll, we'll provide our own bread. We'll eat our own bread. We don't need you to bring any bread in. And we'll wear our slack pants and join the now organization and keep your mouth shut. All we need you for is another baby. We'll wear our own apparel. You won't tell us what to wear or how to dress or what to do. It's the women of the end time seeping into Pentecost. Read it. You done got rid of it? Well, you done read enough of it to back up what I was saying. Praise God. God said, I'll take care of you too. I'll kill your sons and I'll kill your husbands. How? In the war. He said, I'm going to let your hair fall out and let your head boil up with scabs. Amen. I tell you, there's something coming upon this bunch of lewd bunch of women amen why are you preaching that for brother Elder? I'm telling you holy women in this church if you don't pray that spirits in the world it'll get on you you'll be acting like the women in the world if you're not careful amen you're, you're, we're fighting spirits today Hallelujah. He said these are the works of the flesh. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. Uncleanness has taken our land. Look at the United States of America, one of the trashiest countries in the world. Throw your trash out the window. Puke all over anywhere as you feel like puking. I went in the public restroom on the highway the other day it wasn't fit to go in this country's becoming like pigs amen and I'm not I'm not uh, what do you call it uh, I don't know that great big wonderful word I ought to use you know 
that ought to just everything's got to shine like a diamond. I just like things simple and clean. My sister-in-law come over, my beautiful little niece. She, she said, "I don't know how to eat this." Uncle Carl said, "You use your teeth on it." It's what God gave them to you for. Man, you eat the same way in my house you do at your house. Hallelujah. Come on. Not at, God never asked anything out of us we couldn't give. Praise God. He never asks us to be something spectacular. Praise God. But I'll tell you what, I believe that uncleanliness goes with the devil. He's filthy. Amen. He don't care. I watch some people drink after each other. Got a cold, the flu. And the other one just grabs it up and drinks right after him like and I sit there and want to regurgitate. And some people act like anymore because I won't drink after them. I'm impolite. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm impolite. Amen. Come on. Come on. Uncleanliness. I just, you know, ooh, hallelujah. Praise God. I could get on that, work on that a while. Lasciviousness. You know what lasciviousness is? Hmm? Lasciviousness is unwarranted, uncontrolled lust. That don't mean after the flesh of another person either. I've seen women who don't even need another dress that's got to spend 80 more bucks. I see men who have a nice car there's nothing wrong with but they just got to buy another one. I, I know some preachers that's on more cars in the last five years than I have in most of my lifetime. I see some people in, I've seen some boys in Pentecost. First of all, boys, I don't have a thing in the world against you owning a Firebird Trans Am. But what in the world are you going to do with it? Are you going to the Daytona? Huh? There is no reason in the world, Alan Mango, for you to hang your head over that Buick. You know what the Bible said? Despise not the day of small things. Unless you appreciate what God starts you out with, you'll never get better. Amen. 
Amen. Thank God. You don't need a transam anyhow. Your foot's too big. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. He didn't tell me he wanted a transam. I just told him he didn't need one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Who are you going to raise? Where are you going to raise? You're going to drag up and down Maine? I'm going to tell you boys something to drag up and down Maine. I'm not going to marry any of our girls to you. There's a boy in this church come to me five, six years ago and had problems dragging up and down Maine. Wanted me to pray with him, and I prayed with him. And I married him to one of our girls. And I seen him the other night on a motorcycle, him and his wife, dragging up and down Maine. He'd rather drag up and down Maine he would be in the house of God. Showing off bicycle or car or wife or something. In the first place, I must be stupid. I must literally be stupid. Brother and Sister Kelly, we come from a lot bigger town than this little tin cup place is. Sister Elder, and I had a car they liked. I didn't have no trouble getting any girl to ride in the car. They liked it. I had them souped up and hot. That's the reason why I know you boys don't need one. You boys ought to be in one upside down against a telephone pole with it on fire. You ought to fly through the windshield and hit a semi and wrap the the stern wheel all up in your rib cage. You ever do that, Brother Elder? Yeah, I did that because my cars were so hot I couldn't control them. Come on. But we never drug up and down no street like a bunch of idiots. We had somewheres to go, something to do. Yes, sir, I cannot figure out kids that just drive back and forth down Main Street, especially in Hutchison. What is there down there to see? Surely to God, you Holy Ghost-filled kids in here has got more than that. Surely you got something to do and something to be more than just running up and down the north end of this town trying to impress somebody and inflate your ego. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If that's all you got to do, call me up. Come over here and we'll pray an hour or two. Amen. 
so that when you get married, you'll be worth at least a plug nickel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is this all right? Praise God. Praise God. What is it? The works of the flesh? Come on. The works of the flesh? Uncontrolled lasciviousness. Uncontrolled lust. Gotta have money. Gotta rip here. Gotta roar there. Some of you wouldn't be so bored you'd come to the house of God and pray. Get you a cassette player and put some gospel tapes on there and some gospel sermons on there. So I get so bored just listening to preaching and singing. Is that why you go out and cuss once in a while? And, and you know what the devil said to me tonight? Maybe it was the Lord. Something spoke to me. Maybe I ought to say it like Brother Greg. Something spoke to me. It said, you know, some of these folks in the church are going to go out and do something crazy because they're feeling like they're cheated and left out because they're not going to get a go to Silver Dollar City or Worlds of Fun or, or to uh, Opperland or Disneyland or so we'll just go out and do something stupid because everybody else gets to do that and we don't get to do that you know so I don't care if everybody gets to do everything I'm not going out and do something stupid you know if some of you just learned to live for God you'd be surprised where you go I was a boy raised on welfare. I never dreamed that I'd have the money to get out of Terre Haute. That's why I joined the Army. And a few years ago, flying across the Atlantic Ocean on a 727 I was looking out that window. Tears started streaming down my eyes down my cheeks I said man living for God has taken me more places than I ever dreamed I'd go tell some of you something if you had faith in God and faith in the word I told you I'd spend most of my time on the negative tonight and never get to what I want to get to amen we need to get rid of these I don't know if we got any idolatry around here I hope not witchcraft I don't know much about around here thank God but there's hatred and variance and emulations you know what emulation is? 
shoving the other one down so you can climb up over them. Going to excel by hook or by crook. Amen. Here's some verses you can write down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on tonight, but you can write down Matthew 23 and 12. The Lord God said, He that exalteth himself, I will abase. In 1 Corinthians 1 19 through 20, the Lord said, You won't make it by the wisdom of this world, for he that tries to make it by the wisdom of this world is going to be a fool. I might just all read that one so I can say it just like it is. 1 Corinthians 19 and 12. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. How many of you listening to me? You young boys want to be wise? You want to be full of wisdom and faith? Get up here and pray in the Holy Ghost. God will show you things. You be so wise. But if you try to make it in the colleges and the arts of this world, all you're going to have is the wisdom of this world. Listen, I'm not telling you not to go to college. I'm telling you to get smarter than the ones that go to college. He said, for it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. That's the one that's proud and lifted up in themselves. Where is the wise and where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. I'm going to tell you something. You're not smarter than the devil. If you read the book of Daniel, you're going to have yourself a year or two or three of trying to figure out. I'll guarantee you, every one of you in here is going to have yourself a blast just figuring out Daniel's 49 days. Amen. Did you not know that this book said that Satan was wiser than Daniel? And he is the God of this world. We don't need to excel in the wisdom of this world. We need to excel in the wisdom of God, which comes through utterances. Which comes through praying. I don't believe that Paul got to the third heavens by going to college. Hello. How many of you want to be in the rapture tonight? You're going to have to excel. Somebody said, well, you just said we ought not to excel. Not to excel in the flesh, but to excel in the spirit. Let me tell you something. 
you don't have to shove one person down. I've watched some preachers shoving me around for about three or four years. And I just look at them and grin. And I said, well, that's all right. If you can shove me down, shove me down. Because if he can't lift me up, I don't need up. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But I'm going to tell you what. God will put you where he wants you in a moment. You don't have to shove nobody down. You don't have to root nobody. You say, I've got a gift of God. Just stand before the Lord and keep holy and stay where you ought to and keep the right attitude. And won't, don't you never fear God will make room for your gift. Hallelujah. Because his word said he will. He'll make room. Hey, I told my pastor I was called to preach. He fell off his chair nearly laughing at me. He said that's the funniest thing he'd ever heard. I was called to preach. Back in those days I had a pretty good temper. I didn't bust him. I didn't cuss him. I didn't say nothing. I bit my lip. Walked out of there. But I was on fire from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I went and prayed. And I told God, I said, well, I told him. You told me to tell him. I told him. But I ain't never telling him again. If you want him to know, you tell him. I ain't going to tell him no more. I told God, I said, if you want him to know I'm called to preach, you'll tell him. I was sitting in church one night just as calm as a cucumber, and he called me up to preach. I nearly like to lost my sermon, but I had one. You know, I look Brother Charles sometimes and some of these young men boy you can get so proud in your ministry because you've got experience and stuff you can miss it I remember that night brother Charles that's the reason why when you preach I listen to you I remember that night I wasn't nothing but a welder on a job but God set me up on a hot night in Salina Kansas I couldn't even sleep with my wife it was so hot that night and some of you think we we don't know what it's like to do without air conditioning. Well, you come over and sleep at our house tonight. The air conditioner's not running. Well, turn it on, Brother Elder. I did. Nothing happened. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I couldn't sleep with her that night. It was so hot I went in there and I got in the living room floor. And we was so rich back then, the living room floor had linoleum on it, you know. And it was cool. It's nice to lay on something cool like that, you know. And I was laying on that linoleum floor when God interrupted my sleep that night. 
and he spoke a scripture to me out of the book of Ezekiel. I can tell you the first sermon I ever preached. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to tell you something. When I got through preaching, the preacher was astounded. He looked at me a few days and he said, I didn't think you knew what that verse meant, let alone preach on like that. But I'm going to tell you what, God has set me up in the middle of the night and just like a moving picture show, he showed me this and he showed me that. He told me what to say then. He told me what to say then. He told me what to say then, what to say then. Hey, when God gets ready to move on you, little Samuel, it don't make no difference how old you are. When he's going to use you for a mouthpiece, he's going to use you. Hallelujah. 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 And if you want something from God, seek the things from God. Don't seek the things of this world. And I'm going to tell you to excel in the kingdom of God. You don't have to shove nobody down. All you have to do is be faithful to God. Just be faithful to God. Don't come in here and try to sing and get anybody's attention. Just fall in an altar and get God's attention. And get God's attention, and get God's attention, and get God's attention. Amen. And one of these nights is say, hey, send for old Joseph down there. I remember he used to interpret dreams. And overnight, Joseph, you're going from a prison cell to second in command. You're going from a prison cell to royal robes. Hallelujah, because God's gift will make room for itself. Now, here's what I wanted to preach tonight and teach, and I never did get on it. Somebody tell me what time it is. I left my watch on. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said every branch that's in him. He said the ones that wasn't in him. I'm going to tell you spiritual saints something. You carnal saints, just turn your ears off. But you spiritual saints, if you want to know who's in the church, and who not to get in trouble with. Watch, and watch their fruit. Watch the way the preacher preaches and watch their fruit. Out there on the parking lot, if they're laughing at his sermon and stuff, you better know one thing. You're going to get in trouble. There is such a thing as a man of God in the spoken word today and about some folks better find out that God still uses his prophets today. The fact is, let me ask you something, church. Just how much more does this Hutchison church need? Man, I mean people dropping dead around here. Getting killed. backsliders and saints both God trying to use judgment one way and mercy another yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
God spared us another mess last night. One of our teenage girls got in a jam last night. We like to lost one of our teenage girls last night. Sister Linda didn't come out of that surgery too good last night. Let me tell you what. We need to draw closer to God. I sure wouldn't get no attitude towards this. You might be next. Every branch in me that beareth not fruits taken away. Did you hear what Brother Muncy said after he preached for so long and seen so many people live for God for so long? And then I was telling Brother Brother uh, uh, Wayne Smith last night, honey, I don't know if you can remember them people's name or not. Charles, I remember his name's Charles that was down there in church with us in Salina. And she left a pack of lucky strikes. I bet you remember her, Mary. She she left a pack of lucky strikes in her dresser drawer to prove to them cigarettes that she had the victory over them. And one day, one day, in a week, you remember him, Sister Dean? What was her name? McCarty, that's them. Brother Sister McCarty. One day she walked in there, discouraged, down, pulled that drawer open, and the devil said, Why not? She said, A mile's well. Pulled them out and lit her up one hadn't smoked a cigarette in seven years after she smoked that cigarette the devil got to working on her conscience and working on her and beating her down and they never did get that woman prayed through and she finally went plumb out of the church and started acting crazy and drug her husband out of the church and drug her kids out of the church and went off back to Arkansas for 15 years it looked like everything's hunky dory Brother Jones told me big old tears in his eyes. He said the oldest boy walked in one night shot and killed every one of them. Killed them every one. Killed himself. I'm telling you, we're hearing more stuff about backsliders in the last two or three years than we ever heard in our lives. It's time we get ourselves right before God. Amen, amen, amen. And I believe what Brother Mark Peter said the other night. I believe that's the spirit of this city. I'm beginning to feel like a Roman. I'd like to kill me a Christian. That's 
Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, it won't be popular much longer to run around and say, I'm a Christian. Hello. You still with me? All right. Now, here's the thing that I wanted to preach on tonight. I'll just touch it, maybe come back to it. And every branch that beareth fruit, and every branch that beareth fruit, and every branch that beareth fruit, every one of them, he purgeth it. Now that's different than what the charismatics tell you. It's just, you know, how the, how they say it. Ain't we having a time drinking this heavenly wine? You know how the charismatics sing it? Me and Jesus. Yeah, it's Jesus after them. You know how the apostolics better sing it? Jesus and me. Hello. Hello. Praise God. I'm not against shouting, dancing, having a good time, living it up and having a glorious time. You ought to, because when we get over there, that's the way it's going to be forever. Right. Fact is, that's what I'm working on, that we get there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But let me tell you what tonight. Even if you're doing what God wants you to do, Did you ever see why sister why you folks got up there and trimmed that apple tree people swore apples never grow on it again I looked at that poor apple tree why it was so naked for limbs, let alone leaves. I looked at that apple tree the other day and it's gonna have more apples than she knows what to do with. Got rid of a whole lot of old suckers got a little tree out there in my front yard I'm trying to get to grow and it's having a difficult time growing I don't know what's wrong with the thing and uh, out the bottom of it and down on the bottom of it these little limbs come out and then come out around the bottom of it and I just go out there and pull them out and pluck them off and pinch them other ones off because I don't want all that stuff sucking all the strength out and keeping it from growing I want to get taller so I can sit under it one of these days I'm 99 years old. 
Hallelujah. You know, if the Lord was to pinch some of the suckers off of us, it's taken away our spiritual strength. I wonder if we'd be happy about it. How many of you was listening to me? Why, boys, you might even have to quit doing something you like to do to get more spiritual. Would that be all right? Sure, be all right. There's a lot of things I could do that I don't think sin. One of my kids said the other day, Daddy is playing golf a sin. I said, well, I don't think so. Not unless you're playing for the U.S. Open. I don't believe in that cow pasture pool, Brother Elder. Some of you just believe in playing pool. I didn't tell you you had to go buy golf cups and go play it, did I? I don't have time for it. If I'm going to walk four or five miles a day, i got to do it in a hurry. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I can't get out there with some clubs and a dog and a few other things and mosey around all day long. Praise God. Praise God. That's not my way of getting unwound. My way of getting unwound is getting in that boat beside the house and floating around and most generally floating around. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a whole lot of things that I could do that I don't guess is a sin that'd take me to hell, but they're suckers that'll suck the strength of God out of my life. They need to be cut off that I don't have time for. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't have anything against you going to the putt-putt course. Especially if you come here Wednesday night and go to the other putt-putt course. Putt-putt all over town, knocking doors, selling the gospel. Hallelujah. Amen. But I believe one's just as important as the other one. Praise God. But then preaching to us adults who sometimes think that the Lord has got his hand of wrath upon us. When all he's doing is saying, you're getting old enough to cut these things out of your life. You're getting closer to the kingdom. Amen. 
heard my sister-in-law say something today. I, I don't know whether people agreed with her or not, but it's true. The older you get, the more you find out what's wrong with you. I don't care whether you like it or don't like it. Amen. You don't like it? Well, okay, I'll take them off. Does it look better? I don't like them, but I had to put them on. That's just all red stuff there. Now I can see. And I didn't sin either. The Word of God said the silver cord is loosened. The lights grow dim. The cistern is broken. You better find out what all that stuff means. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's all in God's plan. What he's saying is, Brother Elder, you're getting closer to the kingdom. You don't need to run a quarter of a mile every day. I know some folks look and say it sure do you a lot of good, maybe. Maybe I'd be up there with Sister Linda. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, we all got the answer for everybody else. Well, we got the answer for everybody else. I sometimes look around at some of the advice that's given out. And, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Fat people telling fat people how to get skinny. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Skinny people telling skinny people how to put on weight. Hallelujah. Praise God. We can tell a lot of folks a lot of things except how to get closer to the kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something, Brother and Sister Kelly. I miss some things in Pentecost today. You sit around and listen to the older folks talk in the church and they're telling the kids how to pay their bills, telling the kids how to live together, telling their kids... Just everything carnal, natural. And to a certain extent, I understand why. Because uh, the devil's made this world such havoc. Try to raise your kids in. Them old timers, they used to tell us about the power of God. Used to tell us when they was praying what God had told them. You know, they weren't like charismatics. 
charismatics, they get up, you know, this spiritual spooky stuff. And then they're going to make this spooky stuff happen. But them old timers I run around with, they just got up and praised God for what he told them. Walked off and it happened. Boom. They didn't make nothing happen. It was like the Bible said. The signs followed them. Hallelujah. I believe maybe our young people be a little more spiritual today as some of us older ones get spiritual where we need to be at. Amen. We need to let the Lord purge us. And we don't need to bellyache about it when he purges us. And we don't need to cry about it when he purges us. And if he's purging us saying, why is the Lord doing this if he loves me? Hallelujah. Amen. Just let him draw you closer to the kingdom because you got to get there to get there. And he will. I watched him work Sister Avery over. That was a sweet little old woman, but there was some things she couldn't give up. There was some things she couldn't give up. You know, God will work you over till you're ready to give them up. She fell one day and broke her hip. Boy, she come up fighting. Didn't she, Sister Carriker? Sister Carriker and I both hit the house about the same time. Amen. I mean, she come up fighting. She she let Sister Thelma know she should have been there sooner. And she let me know I should have been there sooner. And neither one of us knew she was hurt. We just glad we found her as soon as we did. Hallelujah. Praise God. There wasn't nothing wrong with her. You wouldn't want no broken hip at 70-some years of age either. You want, if you're like me, you want to take care of yourself till the Lord does decide to come get you. Amen. Praise God, and she did too. And then that old hip had to be reoperated on. And then there was some more set in. And you could finally watch the fight go out. And you could start seeing the preparation. Getting prepared. Son, when they get that age and they start preparing to die, it's amazing how many things they whack off in such a hurry. In two months, they can cut so much out of their life. Because it's got to be whacked off. 
and God's trying to get some of us to whack some things out of our lives. I wonder how many of you want to whack the things out of your life God wants you to get out of your life. Hallelujah. There's some things in our look inside of every one of us in here tonight is our own spirit, which is the works of the flesh. You may not be having any trouble with lying, but you're having trouble with something else. You may not be having trouble with stealing, but you're having trouble with something else. Amen. What's wrong with the Christians today that they don't even read the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How can they stand? I asked a Christian in, in the, I don't know whether it was in this church or at the campground last week, come to me with a problem. I said, have you read your Bible lately? No, sir. Do you read your Bible much? No, sir. How do you expect to stand? What's going to keep you? Do you pray? No. Do you read your Bible? No. I'm just saying. I'm just here aimlessly drifting in God's kingdom. He said, every branch that's in me, I'll purge it. And if it's not in me, when I come to purge it, it won't last. It'll fall out. It'll go in the dross. Amen. Praise God. I'd like to spend more time tonight on he purges it. There is example after example in the Bible. Paul said every time I go to have revival Satan's there to buffet me in the flesh a purging hand of God amen Peter got purged honey God whacked on Peter till everybody can tell you his purging amen I want you to know David king that is highly regarded over Israel today got purged he went walking through his palace one day he said my sin is forever before me you can't keep you can't put your hand on David's life you can't find one thing in David's life but one day God allowed through the lust of the flesh of a man who wasn't where he ought to be with God something to happen to him to prepare him to his dying day he took it and worked him down till he was ready to meet him He said, every branch that's in me, I'll purge it. Some of you mothers and fathers are having trouble with your children, living for God. God's purging what you wouldn't cut off yesterday. Amen. Amen. 
preaching. We go to these camp meetings. I'm as guilty of it as you are. Hear these sermons. I don't understand how we can hear them and don't retain them and do them. I picked up Brother Barnes' sermon last night and put it back on and started listening to it again. And it was just as clear as if I'd been sitting there that night and heard it preached. Because I was sitting there that night and I did hear him preach it. But to get away from us, files of the air come to get the word before it has time to put any root in us. Amen. Amen. But the Lord's purging us. You know what we need to do? We need to do what the Bible said. Give praise. Give honor. Give thanks unto God for the things we'd like to. Oh, some of you was still awake, wasn't you? He didn't say for the things we liked. He said for all things. And I'm going to tell you through the week, there's some things I don't like. I can't understand it. I know that probably every household has it. But there seems to be a certain time of the year that hits you that everything happens. Car falls apart. Air conditioner stops. Everything happens at one time. At one time. It takes four paychecks to take care of what happened in one week. young pastor that got me so frustrated that got me so excited that got me so uptight that got and the day I just walked around grinning hallelujah I said devil you pulled this junk on me for years but I got the victory hallelujah it'll get fixed when it gets fixed it'll get paid hallelujah Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I don't want you feeling no sympathy and sorrow for me because I bet you there's some of you tonight out there in the same mess. Amen. But I'll tell you what, God's got some ways of just letting some things happen to kind of make us, you know, remember we need him. How many of you need him tonight? Huh? You need God? Do you need God tonight? Hallelujah. Let's stand up and tell him we need him. Praise God. Everybody in here needs God. Tell God you need him tonight.